All right, Ben does what he wants means I do what I want. We. <laughs> The music for hot takes. Sweet. Now people know what it is they're what listening kind of to. Take but it's I'll say be. anyway, this is hot takes. Uh, and my oh, I'm Ben Schlofelt, your host for this uh, episode of Ben Does What He Wants. As said before, this is hot takes. And uh, today I have a friend of the show, Chris Bogue. You may remember from his oh my god, that was from the computer <laughs> from the West Wing. Uh, he uh, uh, was shit on, all over the West he Wing. Shit, he did. He was one of the few people to come on for late to the party and not enjoy the thing that he was late to. Um, so silence my phone uh, because I don't want to be that guy. And uh, we're just gonna get well first. Chris, uh, want to reintroduce yourself for the listeners? Oh yeah, I'm Chris. I <laughs> his name <laughs> is Chris, and he's here to say that I can hate on. Uh, things in a uh, hot takes way. Yeah, yeah. nailed it. Wicka, wicka. Um, yeah, I've done a bunch of comedy with Ben, so I wrote mm. a lot of sketch, done a lot of improv, uh, written a lot online about politics. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm here to talk about something else today. Am I allowed to reveal that? You, it's your it's your subject. Go ahead, go go right. Yeah, I want to talk about spoilers. I think everybody's. Ooh. Needs to quit their whining. <laughs> quit the whining quit about the, the whining spoilers. About the... Am I right? These kids. These kids with the, the whining. Okay, well, let's get right in. Any plugs quick? Anything you want to push? Any uh, thing you promote? We don't, it's all good. No worries. No, we'll, so, we'll, just, uh, we'll just skip right over that. That's fine. Fine. So uh, this is not the most conventional. Uh, sub- there is some history on this. Just for context, I think it's also good to learn where spoilers came from. I did not know all the history. They kind of uh, weren't there, and then all of a sudden they were there, and we all had to respect them uh, when they when they first started making their. Ooh, can I? I, I haven't huh? done yeah. the research, but can I guess when they started? Go for it. Was it Psycho? Actually, that is. I mean, in modern history, yes. Okay. It's it, of course it was an ex- an exception to the rule. Like it was very rare uh, circumstances. Like he was saying, no one could show up late, and when you left. To not reveal to the audience or, or to other patrons, like don't talk about it outside. Just like let it be. Um, he was very Hitchcock was very adamant about not talking about his film. Um, but yeah, that is uh, like there are a couple of in, there's a book written by this fellow named Richard Green who uh, I'll reference on and off. Uh, who wrote this? He wrote a whole book on spoiler alerts. There's like a this guy wrote a book uh, about the the culture, the history, and what it means and I pulled I also pulled this great article from Medium written by <laughs> written by Alex has opinions he doesn't have his name on it but I, or it could be a guy a girl or a guy Alex it's it's genderless um but they both reference the same histories I it must be a mouse or something um they both reference histories and uh and they match so like th- that means that I imagine they're getting things from the same sources and hopefully they're correct um so historically speaking 
Few people cared about spoilers. This is from the Medium article. Uh, there were exceptions, of course. Alfred Hitchcock famously went to great lengths to hide the details of his suspense thriller, Psycho. Um, the plot of which can essentially be boiled down to a cross-dressing motel owner murdering their clientele. Uh, Hitchcock bought all the copies of the book uh, the film was based on and refused to let audience members enter the movie after it started. Uh, a norm that has more or less carried to the present day. Hitchcock was more than the ex was more the exception to the rule, however, and lots of directors were more than willing to leak details of their projects. Many iconic films tell you what's going to happen in the title, e.g. Kill Bill, Free Willy, Saving Private Ryan, The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, The Empire Strikes Back. No one should be surprised here that The Empire does indeed strike back against the Rebel Alliance in the famous Star Wars sequel. This expectation changed with the internet and the shift in our media consumption habits that it helped to create. The origin of spoiler alerts coincides with the rise of internet culture, as we would probably have guessed. Specifically with movie nerds, we can find an early example on June 8th of, eight, of 1982 where one user, Wayne Hamilton, used the term to discuss the then-recent Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. Uh, he said, this is his quote. Spoiler alert, regarding Spock's parting gesture to McCoy, it wouldn't surprise me if that's how they bring him back if they do, but then I have a low opinion of ST's script Spock's farewell or Kirk's surrounded. God, sorry. I hope that's not coming up in the recording. Yeah, we could always check, or we could always. I don't, I don't think it is. But I don't think it is either. It's bugging me. Um, sorry, folks. Uh, Spock's farewell to Kirk sounded pretty final to me. So that was from a quote in 1982 online. Here, the spoiler warning is a is a way for the Trekkie to talk and indeed low key brag about having seen a cultural product that is important to their community. Not only have they seen the film, but they also have a fan theory. They have social capital. Uh, the term remained largely insular with these communities until the 2000s when people started to watch more television online. And here's the approach we know today began to solidify. With the advent of products like TiVo came the ability to record TV and watch them whenever you wanted. A New York Times writer, Bill Carpenter, speculated in 1999, the same year TiVo started to hit the marketplace. Certainly, the machines have the potential to give people broad control over their television viewing by organizing schedules of shows according to personal choice and taste. That means viewers could watch what they want when they want, not bound by timetables of any continuous network schedule. TiVo and similar competitors like Replay TV were the start of decentralized viewing habits. There was no longer a single viewing experience. The only thing maintaining the cultural experience of being in the moment, in quotes, was the emerging collective taboo to say nothing about a work other than if it was good or bad. One of the first widespread uh, public outrages over spoiler warnings was the 2004 movie Million Dollar Baby. This is where a lot of people said spoiler alert became like a thing we all had to acknowledge and, and recognize. One of the first widespread public outrages over spoiler, spoiler warnings was the 2004 movie Million Dollar Baby, a film about a female boxer who was in the end, who in the end is injured and asks her trainer and close confidant to assist in her medical suicide. The subject matter was controversial to say at least, and uh, con conservative critics such as Rush Limbaugh went to great lengths to quote, spoil 
points in the film as retribution because he was, you know, he doesn't. Rush Limbaugh was anti medical suicide, so he's like just going to tell people that how the movie ended because yeah, he, he doesn't like that. He wants to ruin the fun for liberals. yeah, the fun of medical suicide for everybody else, or the fun of knowing that <laughs> yeah. medical suicide's yeah. coming. Um, as commenter Julie Hilden said at the time, there strangely is potential quite damaging to the market for the movie. Many viewers prefer to see a movie without being told beforehand of its surprise twist. Foreknowledge of a movie's ending ruins the surprise and spoils the film. With many movies and many multiplexes out there, viewers may simply opt for another choice if they feel Million Dollar Baby is ruined for them. Oh my God! I'm sorry. I want to let you finish. With God, this is hurting me. Yeah, no, like this is this is the hit. Like this is it. Like indeed, social critics did take issue with this article in 2005. Movie commenter Ross Burt penned an article site, uh, titled Critics Have No Right to Play Spoiler that argued just that point. The character in the movies do not always do what we do. Sometimes they make choices that offend us. That is their right. It is our right to disagree with them. It is not our right, however, to destroy for others the experience of being surprised by those choices as we were. That's a little bit of the history. Man, okay, so problem number one... It sounds like spoilers was just created by a bunch of Star Trek nerds in the eighties. Yeah, geeking out way too hard about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Am I am I following this story that, that's, correctly? So like the the first time that really came up in pop culture in in in, in like in the modern, widespread culture is, is Psycho, and then like there's a couple instances when this Richard Green book, which I found were interesting. There is um, an article National Lampoon where uh, George, oh, was his name Kinney? The, the the one of the head writers for uh, Will Forte played him in a biopic recently. Uh, wrote just just a, a, a an article like Let me, I'm going to spoil all these movies for you, and he thought that was funny. And then there was an episode of Happy Days where uh, I think Ralph Mouth keeps like like the, the 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 parents are like saying, "Oh, we're going to go see that new movie." He's like, "Oh, I loved how it ended," and then he says the says the ending like, "Well." I guess we'll have to see that other movie. And then Ralph Mouth goes again like, oh, the ending for that was so much, so good too. They did this and this. And they're like, well, I guess we're not seeing a movie tonight, huh? Well, and if Ralph Mouth <laughs> said it, then it's clearly a societal problem, right? <laughs> right. I uh, mean, so so here's here's the thing I want to point out. With mm-hmm. the Star Trek nerds, yeah. with Hitchcock, who was a genius, but also a complete lunatic. Yeah, yeah. It's not regular people who who really made this an issue it was obsessive obsessive people it was obsessive fandom it was obsessive if you were having conversations in the early 80s on the internet you were an obsessive nerd yeah you were you knew what the internet was and i can sympathize with that a bit you know i understand this idea of wanting to have a pure experience and i understand why a control freak like alfred hitchcock would <laughs> want his audience completely unadulterated in terms of the ending but like who who the fuck cares like you are it is not harming your experience is is what i would say i feel like the people i see online are angry and when they see a spoiler on facebook they feel wronged they feel that something has been taken from them mm-hmm. and was Psycho a total mindfuck in the 1960s when they had the big reveal at the end? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. If everybody you know got to experience that ending without knowing it was coming and you had it spoiled for you, would you be angry? Of course. Yeah. 
But at some point, society moved on, 90% of the public saw Psycho, and everybody who watches Psycho now knows that ending. And Psycho is still regarded as one of the greatest, most horrifying thrillers of all time. Yeah. It is studied in classes. It is people thoroughly enjoy that movie. They break it down scene by scene because they remade if, it shot for shot. If if the story is good and the film is compelling, you will still enjoy it even if you had a spoiler. Yeah. And like the people that are hurt most by the spoilers, the obsessive nerds, are also the ones who are likely going to go out and see it right away. Yes, yes. And that is the other thing that bothers me about spoilers. Like, if I'm a Star Wars fan, which I am, I am going to see that Star Wars movie as soon as it comes out. If I can't see the midnight showing of it, I am avoiding social media until I can see it. I'm going to try to see it within 48 hours. Because you're prioritizing the viewing of this film as best you can because you do care about it. Yes. And, and you're also knowing what to avoid because you care. if you care about the spoilers, which you, it seems like you would, you are going out of your way to avoid them, which is your choice. And you are doing it on your yes, and, terms. And if I don't, who am I to get angry at people about that? Like, here's the flip side of spoilers. And this is what really changed my mind because I used to be, oh, you know, if you're, like, if you spoil the movie, you're an asshole. <laughs> you know, you. way to go. Like, I'll, I'll have friends and they'll, they'll, they'll post a, and granted, this is a lot less now that Game of Thrones is over, but they would post a status. And anytime someone's ranting, it doesn't even matter if you're on their side. If they post a Facebook post that says, listen up, assholes. <laughs> and then it's like, they go on their little rant. I'm sorry. Like, these are your friends you're getting angry at. These are your friends that you're getting angry at because they want to talk about a thing that millions of people loved. Yes. And, you know, um, what Hitchcock was trying to do was he was trying to create a one-of-a-kind experience and... You know, he was uh, obsessive about every single little detail in his movie. So I, again, understand the idea of creating this experience. It also wasn't conventional at the time. Yeah, like, and he was, you know, he was he was shattering norms and doing all sorts of crazy things. Um, but that is the, the work of a filmmaker. And I do, you know, at, to some point, like, films, if you want to have you want to control your experience you do have to tamp down on spoilers getting out and you do need to leave things for for to be revealed but as a consumer of pop culture it is our job to appreciate and love and share pop culture and i've recently come around to the mind that it is better to share pop culture than it is to try to conceal it to preserve the sanctity of that first viewing yeah I, I, yes, yes. You, you may, your discussions, your open fandom may cause more people to seek out and enjoy that art. Um, and, and again, I, I, like, I think I look at it in terms of trade-offs, right? Now, I don't spoil things on my wall because, you know, my friends are a bunch of fucking babies <laughs> and like, I'm just, you know, I don't want to cause a problem. And I, you know, also I do, if it's a really good twist, I want everyone to experience it just the same way I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then that's, I, that's noble of you, Chris. Oh yeah. I'm <laughs> such a fucking hero. Um, but like you, um, so I, you know, I, I try to ask myself, okay, what kind of value 
does spoiling something bring you? Yeah, you know, sure. and I thought about this. I'm gonna let's just spoil some shit. So, uh, Breaking Bad. Are you familiar with Breaking Bad? I've seen it. So, there's an episode called Dead Freight, and it has this crazy ending at the end of season five. And um, th- there's this little kid they set up in the beginning of the episode, and you forget about him. And then there's this big exciting train heist, and it almost doesn't work, but oh, it does. Yeah, Everyone's yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, then all of a sudden, you realize there's this kid standing nearby. And your heart sinks because you don't know what's going to happen. And then before you can even think, you know, the bad guy just like blows him away and just yep. murders this kid. And it's this horrifying scene. Isn't it uh, Plemons? Uh, yeah, Jesse yeah, Plemons' character. And it just pulls the rug out right from underneath you. And um, so I'm like, yeah, what, would, would my viewing experience have been affected if I knew that surprise was coming. Like, yeah, I, I don't know how I'd quantify how much I enjoyed that episode, but it, I, it probably would have enjoyed it a little less if it was spoiled for me. Sure. The flip side of that is all these conversations that I've had about Breaking Bad, and I'm the type of person, I'll go to subreddits, you know, I'll create special private groups for everyone who's watching the show or everybody who's seen the movie to talk about it. And I think about how wonderful fandom is and how I've, you know, had all these great conversations with my friends. Or sometimes it's not even, sometimes it's distant friends, people I haven't seen in years, and they'll post a meme about something I've seen. And I'm like, oh, that's so funny, that's so cool that they liked that episode and they got that, you know, little, you know, that little joke in there that yeah, I was able to appreciate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I, the way I look at it is like, okay, um, assume out of self-censorship, Let's be conservative and say everybody who loves pop culture is going to have, let's just say, on average, one less conversation, one less great conversation about a piece of pop culture they really loved. You multiply that by however many people are on Facebook or on Twitter, and these are a lot of great conversations that people just won't be having because they're afraid of offending some fucking nerd who didn't care enough to go see it at the time millions of other people saw it. Right. And it's one thing if you're, you know, uh, wearing your Dumbledore gets killed on page whatever t-shirt and you're just walking around to piss people off. But if you're just there enjoying the thing that came out a week or two ago online, I consider that social media's problem. Like that's a problem with the Facebook platform rather than a problem with, oh, people are rude and inconsiderate and, you know, are, are ruining this piece of pop culture. For other people. Yeah. So I'll, I'll ask you this question, Ben. Who, me? Yeah, the, I got a question for you. For the host? <laughs> no squirming out of this one. Uh, okay, we, okay. What piece of pop culture could you say has been ruined for you? Ruined because it was spoiled. Can I say that any piece of pop culture was ruined for me because it was spoiled? That's a good question, Chris, because uh, I have... I usually come to trendy things a lot later. Um, God, I... Ruined? Well, no, because like I still... I guess I've never had a problem with it. Because if it's something that depends on the quality of a twist or that the ending like was unexpected, I don't think it's very good. And if it's good, I'm going to enjoy it regardless. And I have... That has happened quite a bit. Like where I've... I've I knew... Before I read the books, that Snape uh, killed Dumbledore, mm-hmm. like that 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 was spoiled, and it didn't. You still read it, and if you enjoy the books, you enjoy the characters. It still has 
all that weight, and you can still reread it, and it still has that same weight. The 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 twist is it's not a twist; it's merely just what happens in the book. Like I don't think of it as a there because the twist to me is a novelty, and it usually means that it's it's a gimmick, like it's a thing that gets people in, and like you watch it once, you see the twist, maybe you watch it again to see how like it's built. But then what's the rewatch value if all that you're you're banking on is like, oh, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, so... So no, so, I, don't, so no, I can't so think nothing's of anything. Out, so, and like, it, I, there are so many movies where I looked at it and I'm like, oh, okay, I know that... Who's the guy from Fight Club? It's Tyler Durden and... Oh, yeah, that he's that he's just uh, Tyler Durden and... Uh, oh, I mean, Brad, Brad Pitt and uh, um, Edward Norton. It's the same character. Yeah, they're the same guy. I, I knew that. I, everybody had spoiled that for me. I can oh, only yeah, think yeah, of yeah. one single moment that was spoiled for me where I watched the movie and I was like, you know what? I would have liked this movie 10 times more uh-huh. if I didn't see that spoiler coming. And that was Dodgeball. <laughs> it was Dodgeball. The <laughs> Wait, ben I haven't Stiller seen it. Don't, don't spoil it for me. I'm going to spoil it. <laughs> no! It was one of those things where like, I couldn't see it. I was, I believe, a senior in high school when it came out. And all yeah. my friends had seen it. I waited for months. And they all quoted the same line over and over again, which was, thanks, Chuck Norris, back when Chuck Norris jokes were cool. Man, yeah. And it was, yeah. they were sitting there, and they were going through the judges, and they got a thumbs up, and they got, and they're like, oh, it's going to be the third judge. And I said, well, I know who it's going to be. And there's Chuck Norris. And he gives a thumbs up. And I go, and everybody's laughing. And I'm like, I don't find that funny because you quoted that line incessantly for months. But in hindsight, that's not a joke that fucking holds up. Yeah, that's not that's not even like close to any anywhere near the best joke in that movie. Sure. You know, and if you're joke, it's hardly a joke. It's merely a reference. Yes. It's not a joke. The joke is Chuck Norris not having him in the film. Like the joke is all the movies he made. They're merely leeching off of like of the it's 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 bad irony, right? Yeah. So it's like. I can't think, and like you, I, I think of the greatest movies of all time, and they've all been spoiled. You brought up Empire Strikes Back earlier today, oh, yeah, so we knew the knew. Empire was going to strike back. We didn't know that Darth Vader was Luke's father, but and I that didn't was know no- that because everybody had told right. Me. And at the time, you, were, I mean, they had the Simpsons joke about yeah, yeah. it. You know, Man. you were an <laughs> asshole yeah. if you went and saw Star Wars and you went and told everybody that Darth Vader was Luke's father. You were an asshole who was ruining this pop culture experience, and they probably felt like they were denied, you know, this Th- that like pleasure. It's, yeah, but everybody in my generation already knew that. People who've never even seen Star Wars know that Darth Vader is Luke's father because it's such an iconic moment that it's been incorporated all throughout pop yeah. culture and society. And I have no way to prove this because nobody does, but I guarantee you people who watch The Empire Strikes Back and love it, love it just as hard as the people did when it first came out in 1981. And that twist is great, but you're not, it is not hurting your life if you get exposed to the twist. It's, it's, so uh, I want to talk a little bit about like, because speaking of this, in this Richard Green book, uh, he was talking about his past. Because he he was he was a kid in the '60s, uh, and at the time, they didn't spoilers weren't a thing that anybody ever talked about. They, the the thing that they would do is they whoever got to see the movie first got to tell all their friends about it, and that was the then everybody's like, "You saw it," and then they tell them about it, and they're like, "That sounds so great, I want to see it." That's the and and that's how that worked. And even like speaking of George Lucas, 
he went on uh, a number of shows and like in periodicals. You can read his whole article. Like he tells in an interview the entire plot, the entire ending of A New Hope. He doesn't care that you know what happens in it. He wants you to see because it it's an exciting. It's full of special effects and the characters are cool. There's a there's a Chewbacca. He's a big hairy thing. Like you know, like <laughs> it's about he he's not because he, he can't tell you like what it's like to experience watching Chewbacca, but he can tell you, oh yeah, there's a there's this huge weapon. It's like the size of a moon. Like and they they fly in kind of World War II style and they destroy the weapon and the the, the dark the black knight gets away. Like he's referencing Darth Vader uh, and says like gets away to plot more, probably setting up a sequel. Like he he says all that. I'm paraphrasing, but he says all that and people still flock to the goddamn movie. It didn't matter that they knew that that Luke or whoever like that they knew the Death Star was going to blow up if they read that article, which was I'm sure was out. I think it was in the Times, so like anybody could have read that article. Um, just th- that the film stands on its own because it's whether you know, well whether you like it or not, like it stands on its own as just a film that doesn't depend upon knowing whether or not how the film how the film ends is is not integral, right? Yeah, and that is. You know, um, and when I get into arguments with my anti-spoiler friends, they get very frustrated because there's a study. You can look it up, throw it in the show notes. I'm not going to pull it up, but um, it was at it was at some venerable institution, and they did a, a like a control group where they like basically had people read a story, and um, it was like uh, they had one group who just read the story you know, like totally cold, just jumped in not knowing what what it was. And then they had a group read a story where before you read the story, there was a summary of what was going to happen sure, in the story. Sure, and they okay. told you generally what's going to happen and who the characters were and what the ending was going to be. And then they read the story. And the group that had the background actually enjoyed the story more because, and like I get into, like my fiance is like the type of person who like when we're watching the movie together, like some twist will happen. And she looks at me and she says, what do you think is going to happen next? <laughs> well, what do you think is going to happen? And I'm like, I don't know. And like, I don't, I, I try not to spend the movie figuring out what happens next. Yes. I'm there for the ride. Yeah. You know, um, I want to feel those twists and turns. But for some people, you know, all they're doing, and there's a nervousness about it when you're, when you're reading the story for the first time, you're just anxious to know what happens next. Sure, sure. Absolutely. And you might miss things and you might miss the beautiful cinematography or, you know, these little touches of the character or little subtle things that the actors are doing, the things that you pick up on, you know, multiple, multiple view, yeah. viewings. Um, so it's like the, that actual twist. And again, the, the more you look at pop culture that is beloved, the more you realize that twist is just one very small tool being employed yes, and you absolutely. know the stories and the characters and all the visuals and you know there are so many other things that are going to take up that space in your heart where all that wonderful fandom is and all that joy that that piece of art gives you whether or not you were sufficiently shocked the first time you got to that twist I mean, it's 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 nothing, especially if it's a twist that's good enough where it doesn't matter if you know it's coming. It fucking stabs you right in the heart yeah. every single time. And you, so, going back to Million Dollar Baby, quick, just to as as an example of what exactly what I think you're talking about. I did know what was going to happen when I saw it the first time, um, 
And what that does is it makes her rise, her successes, all the more tragic knowing that this thing that she really has no control over will happen to her and her ultimate demise it just makes when she's happy when she you see, like she wins some fights you're like oh shit she has she doesn't know it's like greek she doesn't greek, greek like a greek tragedy yeah and they actually they talk about oedipus a bit like it was it probably wouldn't have been cool like no one knows how the audiences would have like walked out of oedipus rex and been like i can't believe that guy fucked his mom you know <laughs> And then, like, people going into the scene next year, like, oh, well, what else are we going to see? Is Euripides playing somewhere else? <laughs> um, like, that, that, something like that probably did have. You wouldn't want people to know those things, but also, uh, you, it would have been probably widely known, too. Yeah. And I think it's, it's also just a result of our media is so much more personalized than it ever was before. Like, we expect so much out of entertainers ben you're so you know the sacrifices you make to give such a personal experience to your audience but this is a relatively new advent you go back to you know i mean shakespeare's time especially i mean even go back to the early 20th century look what stand-up comedians were doing those were stories they were telling stories that were told a million times yes. over. Comedians used to tell jokes that were just jokes that people knew. This was not, you know, this idea that like, oh, you you have to create this one of a kind experience and create this this totally specific moment that can never exist again. That was not really how things used to go. You know, you'd go to church and you'd read the same damn Bible stories <laughs> over and over again. They haven't updated you know? this thing yet. Yeah, and like you you know, you like it's it was such a um I'm waiting you know, for the, Bible too. <laughs> the the fact that it was a shared experience was what was really hooked hooking people, you mm. know? Um and yeah, and I just I just think everybody's such a bunch of fucking ba- It's not that they're babies. I mean, they are babies. So I just look at it and I'm like someone will post a giant rant about how spoiler culture is just consent culture and you know, you're basically violating people's consent by I've, posting about I have heard that. That's like, so ridiculous to me. Well, the, the, equating equating um talking about the season finale the series finale of game of thrones and rape is a little is a little extreme to me you don't own the season finale of game of thrones you own your body you know that is that is yours and if you want to make that an experience that only one other person can or you know what you have full control over your body and over yourself and like that's non-negotiable but when you have a piece of pop culture that is enjoyed by millions of people all over the earth who have these tools that that are not only designed for them to talk about these, but they, I mean, the algorithm is pushing these stories out to you. It's pushing these discussion pieces so people will openly talk about this. And to determine that the only moral way to do this is if everybody bites their tongue or goes and signs up for a secret group so you can have that experience completely without spoilers, like at some point, I think that's just unreasonable. And the, the story that i if this person listens to the podcast i'm so sorry i'm about to shit all over you but uh when uh the force awakens came out star wars the force awakens once again you know huge deal everybody in my social circle running out saw it you know midnight showing um 
you know, it's just, just a huge cultural moment. And my friends engage in something that's called Star Wars Christmas every year. Yes, they do. So we have a celebration. It lasts oh. all day long. People bring food. There's a ham solo. And <laughs> what you do is you start in the morning and you go till very, very late at night and you watch all the Star Wars movies and it ends with the Star Wars holiday special because we're that kind of fucking nerds. And we were there. So it, it, a couple years ago, Force Awakens came out. The Star Wars Christmas is two weeks after The Force Awakens came out. So you get this giant gaggle of, you know, two dozen or so Star Wars nerds in costume, making Star Wars-related food, watching nothing but Star Wars movies all day. All we want to talk about is the new Star Wars movie. Right. And somebody walks into the party who's never been to a Star Wars Christmas before and says, oh, by the way, everybody, I haven't seen the movie yet, so no spoilers. And it's like, and it's one of those things where like... I've heard this story before, but it's still so... It's so infuriating to me. It's like, it, it really sounds like a sketch that somebody wrote, uh, you, like that Key and Peele sketch from like 2011. Like we should have, that she walked into and just as a living sketch is ridiculous. Like how could you not have the, 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 the self-awareness to know what you're getting into and like... I bet they haven't seen it yet. Who sees the I movies li- I offered to buy her a ticket, and I said, you could go leave the party. I will buy a ticket. Go see the Star Wars movie. Come right back. Tell us all about it, because we're nerding out about it. And the sad part was everyone just accommodated her. Everyone just decided, well, guess we're not going to talk about the new Star Wars movie at the Star Wars party, party, because God forbid this person who went two weeks and didn't make the time to see it their experience, their enjoyment is more important than everybody else's. Yes. And, you know, all the all the time limits on spoilers are so arbitrary. It's, it's always completely different depending on who you're talking to and what exactly it is that's being spoiled. Yep. And there is no better time to talk about a piece of pop culture than the moment after you consume it for the first time. Well, it's, it's, it's going to be relevant for... Most things are only relevant for so long. And like we're talking about, like pop culture has a cachet that it has uh, uh, diminishing returns. Like few things, there's not a whole lot of Citizen Kanes and Matrixes out there that. Sorry, I'm not to clump those two. <laughs> but like they it's get basically talk, the same movie. They get talked about a lot. Like they're they're big moments in cinematic history. Regardless how you feel about them, people talk about those movies a lot. They have a higher rate of return. Where like, uh, I don't think I've heard anybody mention Dodgeball. In a decade, <laughs> you know, and not to shit on the movie or anything, like, but it it doesn't have like they make a goddamn Chuck Norris joke in that film, mm-hmm. like or no no I made it the point that it wasn't a joke they they referenced Chuck the the cultural phenomenon that was ever so brief there where we were all talking about Chuck Norris not doing real pushups he's just pushing the world down, uh they referenced that in a you know a Hollywood movie, um what was my point oh that that you got to talk about it right away. Like yeah. you don't you don't know how long this is gonna last. You, you you strike while the iron's hot. And you know this is another one of those things where like we didn't used to have this problem because like we were kind of forced not to. You know, um, back in the day, it's like, hey, who shot Mr. Burns is on TV. The whole country has been waiting all summer to find out who shot Mr. Burns. You've got 
one chance to watch the episode. If you don't watch the episode, like, good luck waiting for it to come on to on reruns. syndication? Wow. You that, know? that took forever for those episodes to come on in syndication. So like it's like either you watched it or you didn't. Yeah. And if you watched it, you talked about it. And if you didn't, you were out of luck. There was none of this putting arbitrary rules on your social circle of all the people who enjoyed it and want to talk about it because it was designed to be this big cultural moment. And TV's even... TV and film, obviously now like th- those lines are blurred. But at the time, yeah, like if you didn't watch the uh, the the Bears Packers game on TV, you were you had to read about it. You you couldn't just like say like ah, you don't don't spoil it for me. And now you can't. Now you can record your games or watch them way after the fact. But at the time, it's like well. Because then, what is the newspaper? What is the sports section? But just a giant spoiler alert. Everything. <laughs> history books are fucking spoilers. <laughs> Everything is a spoiler. <laughs> like, yes. Okay, on that note, I think it's a good place to take a quick break. We're going to refresh, uh, and we'll be right back with some more of all of this stuff that we're doing. Hey, and we're we're back. Oh yes. Oh yes. So Chris, uh, on the break there, we got uh, new drinks, and uh, you wanted to talk a little bit. I don't want to spend too much time on this because it's a it's certainly a, an important tangent, tangential issue when it comes to spoiler alerts. But you want to talk about Facebook statuses? Yeah. So I feel like spoilers is a Facebook problem above all else, and. To me, it all comes down to a very philosophical question, which is who is Facebook supposed to be for? Putting aside the fact that Facebook is for advertisers to sell you ads so Facebook can make money. When you post a status on Facebook, what is the point of that? Is the point your own satisfaction or does everyone else's satisfaction take priority? And... I have come to the feeling that Facebook is supposed to be about you, Mm -hmm. the user. Facebook tends to make people really upset. Um, And it's hard because everybody has a platform and, you know, you start going through all these things of like, what are the responsibilities of using a platform? You know, should you be calling out injustice? What should, you know, and it's, there are so many lofty things you could theoretically use a world platform like Facebook for uh, that we just don't, you know, um, we're all preoccupied with our own lives. So I don't expect people to solve the world's problems with their Facebook. I expect them to post things that they like. And if that's their kids or their dog or their food, or maybe it's a little meme about a movie they just saw, like, let them have it. Yeah. You know, it is not... It is not your space to tell them, like, they're not allowed to enjoy the fandom of this thing because, you know, you want to experience it. And you haven't way. caught up yet. Like, it's, and I, just, I, I don't, I've never understood, understood that because I've, there have been certain times where I've, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, uh, you just don't, just don't get on Facebook if you don't want stuff to get spoiled. Like, yeah. 
don't don't read reviews yeah um it's 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 pretty easy like yeah you will go on living your life maybe you'll go to work and you're standing around the old water cooler which they're and they are everywhere water coolers are everywhere and there are people just standing around them talking about things they've consumed and you gotta just plug your ears when you walk by or else you know lest something be spoiled um that is harder but Facebook is easy, but I feel like Facebook and Twitter and all these things become the easy targets for like, you just you get it. They're ruining my experience. When it's, honestly, I find I have more problems with people at work who come up and like, did you see that thing last night? Did you get that thing last night? And it was so funny. It was so great. It was. Did you see did that, on the television, television? program? <laughs> oh, it was so good. <laughs> That moment where the thing and the this and the that happened, and like, no! Rhonda with the sexy broads <laughs> and the sword fight with the, the dragon, and it was his twin brother the whole time. Who like, oh. no? Uh, exactly. Uh, and, th- and I don't know, I guess that also doesn't bug me much either, because it, it, it also it seriously boils down to it just being uh, um, a piece of art. A piece of th- like a thing, a thing that we consume that is for enjoyment purposes, um, and it's not. It no one's life has ever ended because they heard a spoiler, right? So, so my question then is, what are we going to do about it? You know, because right now, and like you know, this sounds like me just being like a super contrarian, but like I don't, I never watched Game of Thrones, right? The only episode of Game of Thrones I ever watched was the very last one, because. Like whatever. Yeah. I just I knew it was gonna be spoiled a million times over for me. It, it was just like I'll just watch it anyway. I host Game of Thrones trivia all the time, uh, <laughs> anyway. So, like whatever. I'll I'll see what it what it is. But you know, I've got to the point where I think the anti spoiler people are maybe more obnoxious than the spoiler people. Um, there's nothing worse than you know. I mean, going and seeing a million posts on Facebook about something you haven't watched and don't care about is one thing, but seeing your friends like shake their fingers at you and publicly shame you for, you know, like, don't you dare talk about this thing that I haven't gotten around seeing. Like it annoys me so much. And when I get into, I was actually kind of hoping you would be like a, a virulent anti-spoiler person. Um, because oh, like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. You, um, but, you know, it's just like I don't know you know it's I'm well we will think. I, we will come to a point where like I want to talk about the etiquette so like because I, I do honestly so I am I am more about just free speech say what the fuck you want this is, it's we we tout we talk about free speech all the fucking time and how important it is except with you know the end of Game of Thrones that's bullshit to me um I don't care, but people who do care and people who don't care. Uh, so, so I understand both sides of the argument. You want something to not be spoiled because you. It's it. We're self. We're all fucking selfish creatures, and we get mad at people when they ruin something for us because we're 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 not thinking about like how how it makes us look bad necessarily or how it puts other people out. We're like, fuck you. You ruined that for me. I wanted that. I wanted that experience. Fuck you. And I, I understand where they're coming from with that. I don't agree with it, but and I don't agree with anybody yelling to anybody else about the fucking end of Game of Thrones. I think that's absurd. For one thing, it's a goddamn TV show. Um, but I understand. So it, it, one of the points I want to talk about like was was etiquette. Like 
is it, do you 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 it sounds like you're not going to go out of your way to spoil things but i i right but uh is there an instance chris where maybe you you would be like in, excluding this this party this this uh, star wars party you talk, talked about the star wars party you talked about where you would like hold your tongue uh would you still do that out of consideration because it's a, it, it like is a polite thing to do and i think as midwesterners we're we're so goddamn polite and i think that's kind of the the a thing that comes out like online we say what the fuck we want but when we see someone face we see their their face like oh please hey please could you i, I i'm gonna watch tomorrow could you please yeah if anything i feel like i bite my tongue way too much like i it's i think I, that's one of the reasons why i get so passionate about this is because i think of all the times i saw something and i get that brilliant comment in my head where I draw that connection between one thing and if it's a TV show, maybe it's like several seasons earlier. And like, I know my Facebook feed is full of people who have seen this and who would appreciate it and who would love to just talk shop about it. And I don't post the status because I think even if they're wrong, I don't want someone getting angry and upset that I spoiled their thing. Yeah. And it's such a it's such a thing of self censorship, and I don't know what the problem or I don't know what the solution is because on one end, I'm like, well, if I just start spoiling everything all the time, people are just <laughs> gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> or what I'd really love is for Facebook to somehow deal with it. Yeah. So like their you know their algorithms should be smart enough to know when you're posting about Game of Thrones, you know. If it's such a big deal, if it's such a devastating loss to the value of that piece of art, like they should give you an option to say, I don't want to see Game of Thrones shit for a week. You know? Wouldn't that be a great just, you know, notification click? Right, but they have no incentive to do that. They have every incentive to use peer pressure to get you to watch it as quickly as possible and then go on Facebook and discuss it. Yeah, okay, this is a nice segue. Into, I, I was talking to you about this during the break. Uh, in that same article I read, this this actually kind of um, uh, opened my eyes a bit. Uh, in this Medium article by by this Alex has opinions guy, I wish I, I wish I knew this actual name. It kind of it makes it seem less legitimate when it's Doctor Alex has, has opinions, opinions um, about uh, how the only people we're really protecting when we don't talk about spoilers are the content creators. And how the when, so he gives this, this example about like uh, when uh, Infinity Wars came out, no like you, as a journalist, mom was like you couldn't you didn't say anything because you were afraid that some like because it happens a lot. There's a lot of there is a ton of abuse for people out there who are are journalists or critics who write about these things and they'll get, you know, they used to get letters to the editor all the time. Like someone, uh, there was a, a critic who wrote for, I think the New York times who wrote about the, uh, a reveal in a season of, of Mad Men. And they got swamped with letters to the editor about like, how could you do that? I haven't seen it yet. And, and this person just is writing an honest review of the piece. And to do so, you talk about the plot. Yeah, that, I mean, that is like, that is such a huge different problem, though. Like, that is such a problem of like, there is, 
there is this need the second you feel aggrieved in any way online and you can see the identity of that person who you feel aggrieved you there is no limit that people won't go to to take retaliation against that person yeah even if that person didn't do anything to you at all and i had to go through this transformation in my life um you know i'm a, I'm a pretty liberal guy and when i graduated college the economy had just crashed and i was super into barack obama obama had just taken the presidency and you know people were saying all sorts of racist shit about him and people were saying he was a communist and he was all sorts of things and i was that guy who was posting statuses being like listen up assholes <laughs> you know and like um <laughs> uh, like eventually i realized that like you know it, just because somebody makes you mad online you don't have to go on a quest to destroy them personally yeah and i have seen i saw some story on the av club about a guy who like his he got he got a star wars movie or something spoiled for him so he went through this secret plan to like befriend the guy who spoiled him for a year and like he let him on and then he like destroyed the end of uh infinity war for him and it was like this whole thing and it's just like there is the lengths people will go to punish someone online that has no bearing on their life whatsoever is just insane this sounds like these people have uh, a lot more going on than just the spoiler they, they these people like that that's it, a psychopath it's, it's, right it, no it's everybody though it's so um so, like, not to get all topical, but in Chicago, there was this huge controversy around Jesse Smollett. Is that how you pronounce his name? I Smollett? think so. Yeah, and it was this whole thing. He's an actor on Empire, and he said yeah. he was beaten up by Trump supporters, and it looks like he totally made it up. And, like, whatever. If that's the case, you know, like, shame on him. That's bad. He should suffer consequences. But, I, you know, there are people out there who are in the Ku Klux Klan, and... I don't spend my days just harassing them as they, you know, try to go about their lives. Like, m maybe I should. Um, but, like, if it all feels like all this internet shaming is just the, the modernized version of the stocks. And, you know, it's like the person did something bad and we just want to lock them up publicly and throw our rhetorical rotten pumpkins at them, yeah. you know, to shame them. And at some point it's like, it's not your fucking job. Like go to work, you know, do, <laughs> like do you, it's not. And again, it, it, it all goes back to this question of like, how much are you being harmed? You know, I got into an argument with somebody who's very, very aggressive about their anti-spoiler stuff. <clears throat> and we were in the middle of a, a, a Game of Thrones conversation about, like, you know, should you or should you not care about spoilers? And somebody's like, yeah, well, I don't spoil things, but if by now you don't know that Arya Stark got laid, then, like, whatever, you're just out of the loop. And he's just like, well, my wife and I haven't watched that episode yet, and we were going to watch that episode later on tonight, and now it's ruined for us. Sad face, sad face, sad face. <laughs> expecting us to have like sympathy for him and and I, so this all sounds like jokes to this me. is what people care about and i you know i told him i'm like okay so like 
that one character got banged and it's shocking because she's 18 and she was a kid when she started the show. Like, if you had to quantify that into how much damage has been done to your life, put a number on it, you know? Yeah. How much how much worse is that experience going to be watching that episode, knowing that character is going to have sex? Like, what is it what is it doing to you yeah. you know if the answer is like nothing then like get some real fucking problems to complain about we have so many of them there's the the ice caps are melting yes <laughs> and then you know i don't at the same time i know that like it is hard for people to think about world problems and it's much easier to think about the things that are immediately in your mind right now well that's also um, they want like you said it earlier too and this is this is absolutely true they want us to think about this. They want they want people to get upset about these things because that just means they're making more money off of us. Like there's there's no money for HBO in us being pissed off about global warming. There's money in in HBO for HBO about us being pissed off about like oh man, someone spoiled Game of Thrones for me and I like well, I watch like they're talking we're talking about a show on HBO that just that equates in some shape or form to more money for them. They want us to talk about. It. They they want us to, to discuss spoil. Like this is this is how they get their cultural cachet. Is that there is something to be spoiled. That means there. That means it has value, and and it's it it, it even if it's spoiled, it still has value somehow. And that's why I think is it blows my mind. Is like, and if it still has value, and if it's spoiled, then why the fuck just not watch it after after the fact anyway? Like, it it. it Sorry, because <laughs> uh, I, I I still I I keep trying to remind myself what would happen if someone said like came to me because it doesn't happen to me very often, and and we're like was was trying to say like well please don't spoil that for me. please please just could you not say anything about it? and I, it, it's it's the more we talk and the more I read on it, it's like harder and harder for me to say well you're 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 trying to control the rest of the world. Because, you know, for the sake of something that is ultimately meaningless. Yeah. And it's, you know, again, it's all about trade-offs. And my problem is I spend too much time arguing with people online. And when you argue with people online too much, all the issues start to blend together, right? So, like I said earlier, hey, you know, spoiler culture, spoiler culture is just consent culture. And you can see the people who don't care about consent don't care about spoilers. And I'm like, well, you can't, you can't make that leap. Uh, or, you know, I got into this argument one time with somebody about, you know, does, is Facebook for you or Facebook for everybody else? And they said, yeah, well, you know, people make the same argument about racist jokes. You know, why can't I just engage in casual racism? <laughs> This is the way I want to react. How dare you police the way that I want to talk? And to that, I say, you can draw a straight line for me of how casual racism leads to actual real world harm. You know, you well, can also show me instances of that where somebody's life, some people's rights were denied because society developed this casual way of looking at them as less than. And I've already said, I've always said, yes, you can be as racist as you want, but you're not going to have any friends. Maybe you won't have the same kind of friends that you want to have. Like that, that's your choice to be a racist, but don't expect me to like you. <laughs> yeah, well, to that they would say that, well, you know, you'd same thing. You could spoil a movie if you want, but that's going to make you 
an asshole. Oh. And people, you know, can treat I'd rather you. be an asshole than a racist. <laughs> yeah, but in internet land, it's racism is asshole. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. And they, and, you know, they, they make the comparison. Um, they, ugh, they <laughs> hate they. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, you know, it comes down to like, okay, well, I can't, I can't, um, I can't really paint the harm or quantify the harm of how much spoilers hurt. I don't think anybody can. If you found any studies uh, where they're able to calculate actual human harm done by spoilers, I'd take a look at it. Um, well, it's also it, that I mean, obviously you can't because it's a, it's a, it's a subjective thing. It's like when they're talking, they talk they talk about the opioid crisis and like the re- like people get so many prescriptions because they're like. Well, on a scale of one to ten, what's your pain like? And what the fuck does that mean? Like you say uh, a six? Well, I guess you're getting opioids. You know, like. Well, and the, the, who is who are the only people that you can make an argument for being hurt? The, like you said earlier, the content creators. And what have we learned about the content creators? I mean, movie studios and you know, video I mean, they, people or studios leak things all the time. It is, it is notorious for when you want to drive a lot of buzz about something, put it on the internet for a few hours and then remove it. Yep. You know, and that's a way to get people talking. And giving somebody a little bit of a taste of what they want is actually a really effective marketing tool. Yep. You know, you're never going to outlaw spoilers because, like, that's a way that marketers actually get people to go see the movie. So thank you for, for coming back to this. Like, so... so that's why like these these authors these journalists they don't write about it but they they they, they all so a lot of them especially this writer ultimately feels like that's hurting uh the the free market like what's happening is it it kind of puts us into a position where if you can't talk you can't if you can't talk about it at all you sure as hell can't say how bad it is and and let's not you know beat around the bush. A lot of these Marvel films are not good. They're not good movies. Oh, I'm I'm like anti Marvel movie, but and we're not even getting into that. We don't know that's a different like. But people can't know that like they can't write about how bad it is because it's somehow that'll like the way to write about how bad it is is usually to point out how shitty the plot is, and you can't write about the plot because that is where the spoilers lie. And so they avoid that, which means that they avoid uh, actual insightful criticism about the tropes, the cliches, the the, mun- the mundane cookie cutter repetitism repetitivism that just exists in all these films. Like, I good guy, I stop back. Like, you know, that's all all these Marvel films are. But they don't talk about that because they can't. And so we have to spend money on a ticket to be involved in the conversation after the fact. Because we we only way we can talk about it is with like you've seen it, I've seen it. Okay, like we can talk about. Thank God, thank God we spend our twelve dollars that Disney got our twelve dollars so that we can have a fucking conversation about this thing, which we maybe wouldn't have ever wanted to have. Maybe we both agree, like what a waste of money. Yeah, that was a waste see, of money. I'd love to see data on that. I would love to see somebody with far better Microsoft Excel skills than <laughs> me. I would love to see someone quantify which pieces of pop culture have had the most spoilers on Facebook and which ones have Mm. made the most money. And I am just pulling this out of my ass, but I would be willing to bet 
that the movies and the TV shows that get the most spoilers online are also the most profitable, biggest blockbuster movies and TV shows that everybody knows and loves, that everybody records on their DVR, that everybody pays money to see in the theaters, that people watch over and over again. Those are the things that are being spoiled. So I would love for someone to show me some data showing that spoilers hurt anybody, but I suspect that it's actually the opposite. Yeah, I, I there this art because yeah, this article is talking more like y- yes, because like uh, out of the top ten top ten highest grossing films, four of them are Marvel movies. Um, and and these that's terrible. Yeah, and and that's and uh, a lot of them have have revolved around especially the 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 last two avenger films especially have revolved a lot around like uh not being able to 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 discuss the films at a critical level and in fact like uh this this writer in the i didn't even know this was a thing but like there was this a big trending hashtag after uh infinity wars came out that was hashtag thanos was right did you hear about that oh yeah okay i did not hear about like yeah, my my finger is up my ass away from the pulse. Um <laughs> but that 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 like the filmmakers wanted you to 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 understand Thanos, but also to realize that he is the villain. And it it feels like and not only feels like, but clearly thousands, if not millions of people walked away thinking hashtag Thanos was right, which is not a, a necessarily a healthy way for us to view the film or probably the world like when you're in line at starbucks and the line's too long and you think hashtag thanos was right i wish half these people were fucking dead is it's it's funny but is it at what point does it become a little too like whoa maybe See, if we, maybe if we had time to talk about this movie after it came out into it like to say like hey isn't this a kind of a strange perspective like we are d- identifying with thanos who ostensibly not he kills half of the organic life in the universe or whatever that's like what he does right and that's a bad thing right that's like genocide oh so we we just we just got onto an even deeper question here um but it's i think it goes back to this question of uh does anyone own a piece of art does the artist own what that piece of art is about once the public has consumed it or does it take on new meaning and the correct interpretation is however people perceive it yeah i i'm of the mind like once the art's out there uh let's all just it's a free-for-all like you you the, the author and i i love always love the filmmakers the, the the whatever the content creators in like their input like they'll say like oh i meant this I'm like, oh, that's great, but man, I can't help. I can't but help read all this homoerotic undertone you got going. I'm like, I didn't mean for that. Like, uh, I, I, I'm reading no, that though. Just, like, um, so there was a period of my life where I was studying uh, like really extreme online groups, and um, originally it was for a, a project in college. I was like, I was studying some really like weird like pro anorexia groups and like just like weird shit online for a a paper i was doing uh and uh, i took a few clicks somewhere and i realized i was on stormfront uh which stormfront for the view listeners at home who don't know was like the premier white supremacist (laughs) website like swastikas everywhere like going to this website probably means your computer has been flagged by some government agency so i got there 
you know, took a look at all the like the is that your plug? horrifying racism <laughs> uh, and thought, okay, well, I'm already here. My computer already got flagged, so I'm gonna take a look around. And for whatever reason, I thought. I want to see what happened because the site's been around for a long time since like the mid '90s. It maybe wow. shut down now. It was like a long-standing. Everybody, go website. online. Do not go <laughs> online to Stormfront. Um, but I'm like, I want to see what these people thought about American History X. Oh sure, great movie, anti-white supremacist. Uh, you know, though it, fe- um, it prominently features several white supremacists. Yes, and. I went there and I read their review and it was like American History X, great white power movie, love the basketball scene. Curb stomping. Didn't care, didn't care much for the ending. <laughs> didn't care much for the ending. Uh, eight out of ten stars. And I'm like, what? The whole ending is like exposing this ideology as rotten and empty and a total con, you know? Yes. And, and like, how can you just ignore that? But that's what they did, you know? And, like, that's what happens with art is, like, once it's out there, people are going to take it and they're going to interpret it every which way and they're going to discuss it top to bottom. They're going to come up with their fan theories. And if you have something to add, please add it because the world needs more art appreciation. Uh, But, you know, if you didn't watch the fucking movie, get over it. Yeah. Or just read the comments anyway. And if it's good... You'll still enjoy it. That's, I think that, then that's what I've been seeing since since the spoiler alert phenomenon started to peak in like the 2010s and on. Uh, like I, I always made the joke, like you know, someone would ask, like, uh, "You see Titanic?" or like, "You see the Passion?" I'm like, no, nah, I didn't see those because uh, someone spoiled the ending for me. <laughs> when like you know, ha 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 ha. But the. the in not in defense of either of those films because I don't like either of those films very much, but like still see them, people still like and that's another like people knew how the fuck Titanic was going to end, but it still is one of the highest grossing films of all time. Like there, there, there is, there's a a, a line. There's a, oh, if it's good art, it won't be ruined. If it's bad art, and if it's bad art, then it's bad art. And I know this is all subjective. Like people have their own opinions about what makes things like, but like an M Night Shyamalan twist anymore feels so hackneyed. Like maybe we can still go back and enjoy the Sixth Sense or Signs or something like that. But no one, no one talks about the happening with the same kind of reverence, even though it still relies on this whole twist ending thing. Um, which I can't even fucking remember. It was like the, there's something about bees or birds or whatever. The birds were dying, and it was the oh, is that the one where it's like a uh, weird town, and then the twist is no, that's the village. Oh, okay, the twist is that it's it's they're all like you, you like they're all it's a university study or something like that. They get money from the university like to start this small community and live in this uh, pastoral life. Um, no, that's that's also shit. Like it's the village is fine. But it it's the 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 it's what what's that like? It ain't about the destination; it's about the journey. And if the destination is the twist, then that, that doesn't fucking matter at all anyway. It should be how you, how you arrive at that point. And and again, like knowing about knowing how things end can also enrich the experience because you know how it's going to end, and you can watch the build, and that's also good. 
They so, both. So are you gonna are you gonna spoil things for people then, Ben? Are you gonna take the lead on this? I won't go out of my like I I, I ref, like, I'm not gonna go out of my way to do so. You know, because you were talking about there like you're not gonna wear a t shirt that says Snape killed Dumbledore because that's just a dick move. But like if I'm I will discuss it frankly, and I would almost like and I also am fortunate enough that most of my friends are like pretty cool about that and like you know my girlfriend like like ask like oh is it okay if i suppose like yeah just talk about it i'd rather i'd rather have a conversation because even if someone tells me the ending of something and we're having a conversation about a movie i haven't seen i like having conversations with people about stuff and then i can ask them questions and have them engage in this art and then i can watch it later or maybe i don't have to watch it later and that's fucking okay (laughs) like i don't need to always watch and consume everything i actually like talking with people yeah but until we change the game we're gonna keep getting nagged at yeah we, i mean and i think it's gonna be a there will be and i think this is this is the beginning i think this year last year there's been a lot of not a lot but um the tides i think have started to turn because people are just getting like it's it's hard being like let's say you are a racist Let's let's say you're a racist. Go on. Um, and you have racist thoughts a lot. You can you can just not express those. You know, like that's a that's a you don't have to express those things. Um, but I well, God, I had a point here. No, no, I'll make a point, and maybe I know we've been going for a little no, bit no, here. So okay. I don't know how much time we have left. Um, but. Um, the irony of it all, the sad irony of it all is, let's say, hypothetically, you're someone who really, really, really doesn't want to have the Game of Thrones finale spoiled for you. Okay. When you go on Facebook and post, I don't want to hear anything about the Game of Thrones finale don't tell me anything about the final episode of Game of Thrones. Don't want to hear anything about that episode of Game of Thrones. The Facebook algorithm says, "Oh, they're interested in Game This of person Thrones. is interested in hearing about the final episode of Game of Thrones. I am going to throttle them as much final episode of Game of Thrones content as I possibly can because this person has strong opinions about it." So, if you really, really, really get bent out of shape about spoilers, shut the fuck up about them. And the bots will stop pushing spoilers your way. Sure, sure. I wish, I wish, because I really wanted to have... You're right, though. I kind of wish I did... Uh, was an advocate of, of spoiler concern, because, like... I. I I we need love, someone here to beat up on. I would love. Well, I love some. Like, I I would like to hear that debate because uh, it's diff. Like I, I I there's something like yeah, two white guys shouting about how they both don't like spoiler alerts. <laughs> Whatever. Um, or no, how they are tired of spoiler alerts. Uh, and even though like I still don't feel like I I deal with it much. I just want I want to have open dialogues about because like I, and i've said it maybe a hundred not a hundred times i've said it a lot in this podcast already it's it's something to me that feels ultimately trivial like it's not about you know it's not like revealing your goddamn baby's gender like maybe you wanted to that to be a surprise for you maybe like your your you like your doctor told uh your brother and but you and your 
so that he would know so he could tell you later or something like that but like but you didn't want to know and then all of a sudden it gets you like hey congratulations on that boy like oh my god yes i am enjoying my new job at the bowling alley (laughs) but that that's that's like the only time that's that's going to happen to you and again it's a very personal thing but to like that's unique it's personal game of thrones isn't personal uh, any Avengers film is not a personal thing. Like none of these are personal experiences. Yes, your your consumption of them is, but they're a shared thing. And to deny other people the option of sharing that with one another, it's selfish. And I know it's also selfish to bitch at those people for not letting you talk about how you want to talk. We have to we have to understand that we're all gonna be self serving, and we want like I want to talk about this. Fuck you. I don't want you to talk about it. Fuck you. Like, that's how it's going to be. Um, and if we just know that, then let's stop fucking arguing about it. Because it's not, like, p- if people are going to be pissed off on both ends, it's, it, like, let's just watch the thing or not watch the thing and let's go outside and play Frisbee or something like that. I think you nailed it, pal. <laughs> it's the solution to most problems, I think, is, hey, you want to throw the disc around a bit? I would, Ben. All right. Hey, we still got time. <laughs> All right, you all wait here. Ben and I are going to go throw the old Old disc around. around. See you all next week. Bye. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Chris, for being on. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) It was a little Spanish beat. Oh, you got Homer. Every time, man. And until the show makes money, it doesn't matter. Sue us, man, granny. As if they, like, ever... And I think it's less than 30 seconds, so I think they can't do anything. It's probably protected. I don't know. I don't know. There's something about that. Or if you use it for journalism journalism, or... This is journalism, right? Yeah, this is journalism. Let Herb Albert come fucking see you. Well, no, I, that's actually public domain. Ah!